It's uh, Skulls here. Welcome to the show. For the next half hour, we're going to educate you on employment rights, employment law is uh, what it's all about, workplace rights. Alex Luchaferro is here from the firm, uh, San Firo Tamarkin LLP. Of course, you want to reach out to Alex when we're not doing the shoe. You can do so. Always encouraged to uh, make that phone call, right? one 821 5900 is how you go about doing that. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And always that website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, free anonymous access to the old severance calculator, which has helped millions across this country have their eyes open to what severance actually should be. So take that out for a spin when you got some time. Case of the day, Alex, what do you got going, big guy? Good evening, Mr. Scholes. Thanks so much. Great to be here, as always, back for another edition of the Employment Law Show, talking our favorite subject, as per usual, workplace rights, terminations of employment, severance, really anything when it comes to employment law when it comes to your rights as an employee we're here to take those calls answer those questions solve those problems or obviously as you very well said john live on the air for the next half hour so please do give us a call it's been a busy start to the week another one uh, john it's been quite a busy start to to the fall here people contacting us with all sorts of workplace situations they want to know if what their employer is doing is legal, what they can do about it. They, you know, they want to know if making sure that their employer is kind of holding up their end of the bargain and being legit about everything. And listen, that's great, John. As you know, we always encourage people to contact us, reach out, seek that advice, seek that information, email us, call us, however you want to get a hold of us, really. The more information and knowledge you have, and I mean, this is, you know, the, the fundamental concept of this show. From the very beginning when you and Lior started it, John, as you very well know, the more information, the more knowledge you have as an employee, the more protected, the more prepared you're going to be to deal with any workplace issues that arise. Your career, your job is a fundamental part of your life. You spend the majority of your time at work. And so it's extremely important whenever you run up against those difficulties at work, whenever you're having an issue or a problem at work, if you've been let go from your job, certainly, but even if you haven't been let go from your job, maybe you're just having a hard time with your manager, maybe your employer's trying to change things up on you, whatever the situation, you need professional advice when you're dealing with an employment law issue. Uh, you need to seek out that guidance and that assistance. So for all of you listening this evening, if you're dealing with that kind of situation, if, if what I'm just describing kind of rings true uh, in your circumstances, or certainly if you or someone you know has lost a job, do not be shy. Reach out. Employment laws in Ontario are very robust, very employee-friendly, but of course... The law can't help you if you don't know the way it works, if you don't know what your rights are and what those protections are. So please give us a call. You have rights, you have options and solutions out there. Case in point, uh, John, the case of, uh, of the day, I spoke to a gentleman just earlier this afternoon, actually. So this is hot off the press. Uh, as they say, very nice man, uh, John. He's in his early 50s. He'd been uh, with the same employer for about five years. And this gentleman was having trouble at work, uh, John. He was being mistreated by uh, one of his managers. He felt as though his manager was picking on him, uh, you know, kind of hyper-focused on every single little issue that came up when it came to this particular employee. This guy was a good employee, John, for five years. Strong performance reviews. I saw some of them myself. Right, Good performer with the company, but this manager just had it out for this guy for one reason uh, or another to the point where the gentleman I spoke to, the employee, just got completely fed up, couldn't handle it anymore. So he went to his HR 
as you should do in the circumstances. Whenever you're having issues with a coworker or with a manager, you feel like you're not being treated very nicely at work. If your employer has a human rights, uh, 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 not human rights, human resources rather department, uh, you know, go speak to somebody there. Voice your concerns to your employer. And that's exactly what this gentleman uh, did. And HR made a note of it. They said they'd look into it. They said they'd get back to him on it. Not much came of that. That was in June, uh, John. So this was a good three months uh, ago now. Nothing really came of it. His manager kind of backed down a little bit. Lo and behold, just last week, this gentleman's let go from his job. Uh, right? So now we're dealing, unfortunately, with where a situation where this gentleman has been let go from his job. He feels it's tied directly to the fact that he complained about his manager. His manager had a, you know, a, a big grin on John when he was letting him go. By the way, the manager who he was having issues with was actually the individual who sat him down during the termination meeting and let him go and uh, made him uh, and, and kind of relayed the termination letter and a severance offer to him. Lo and behold, what does the employer offer? Uh, John, as as this employee's severance entitlements, they offer him five weeks of pay. Oh. Uh, John, one week per year uh, of uh, of service. And some of our listeners, uh, maybe our new listeners, might be thinking, okay, well, maybe one week per year of service is the standard or what you're supposed to provide or the way kind of the, the average of, of how it works. Not even close. Not even close, John, as you very well uh, know. This gentleman, again, early 50s, he was in a sales role, uh, making good money uh, as well. Uh, and for five years at the company, he is going to be looking at, I would say, no less than six months as his severance entitlements. Uh, John, that's six months, not six weeks. He was offered five weeks. He's owed six months. Not only that, John, and I'll, I'll leave it here because we're going to be dealing with this matter. We're going to be reaching out to the employer and resolving this. Something is fishy here, uh, John. It's likely that this gentleman was let go because he raised an issue about his manager, because he felt he was being mistreated about his manager. You can't do that as an employer. You cannot let an employee go because they raised the concern to HR or because they had concerns about you know, how they're being treated in the workplace. That's potentially what we call reprisal. It's illegal. It's contrary to the Employment Standards Act. It's contrary to a bunch of pieces of legislation in Ontario. We're going to be investigating that matter as well. We might not only be looking at a severance package here, John. We might also be looking potentially at additional compensation for this individual based on the reason for termination, based on the way in which he was let go. I want to get a quick call before we break. That'll be Joel. Joel, thanks for standing by, fella, for a few minutes. How are you? I'm doing good, guys. It's a great show. Um, the the only question I have that I know you guys are a very transparent company, probably, but you guys never mentioned uh, what is your take uh, when you want the case for individual case by case. I'm pretty sure, but what are the percentages that you guys take in the end that never been uh, revealed? So I just have that question just for out of curiosity. It's a great question, Joel, and listen, obviously it's an important consideration. Whenever you're looking for legal guidance, legal assistance, legal representation, cost is an issue. I'll say a couple of things. Number one, it's case dependent, obviously. So some people simply can't afford you know, a lawyer's hourly rate, for example, and in those situations we do offer what we call contingency fee arrangements, which is like a percentage retainer. There might be cases, however, uh, Joel, where an hourly rate actually makes more sense. You might end up better off using an hourly rate for a lawyer as opposed to some sort of contingency uh, fee. The last comment I'll make in this respect, Joel, and extremely important to keep in mind, 
a lot of times, I won't say always, but a lot of times, we are able to recover a good portion of an employee's legal costs from the employer. We actually ask the employer to make a contribution to an employee's legal fees. Very common occurrence in the practice of employment law. We routinely get our legal fees covered by the employer in these kinds of situations. And with that, thank you, Joel. We can uh, continue on into our break and get back into our main topic of the night, deadlines for signing back severance offers. That is all coming up as we can continue with the Employment Law Show. Hang in there. 855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address. And uh, your deadlines for signing back severance offers. Uh, It's a good one. First of all, typical severance offer, Alex. How's that sucker structured? Well, listen, I wanted to talk about this subject tonight, John, only because, you know, and I hate to say it, but we were continuing to see lots and lots of terminations. Uh, you know, as, as an employment lawyer, we speak to people every day in these kinds of situations who are being let go from their jobs. And 2023, John, again, I hate to say it, has been a very uh, busy year for terminations and severance packages being uh, offered. So I wanted to run through some of the basics. Lots of people contact us. They have very you know, very straightforward questions about what happens during a termination meeting. What should I be looking out for? How, again, is a severance offer typically uh, structured? So, you know, most of the time the way these uh, these happen is, you know, you're scheduled for a meeting or you're brought in for a meeting uh, that, that hasn't been scheduled and you have typically your manager and an HR representative sitting in on this meeting. HR being in, in a meeting is usually never a good sign, uh, John. So when you see an HR uh, rep there uh, sitting next to your manager, that usually means that something's up here. You're sat down and you're being given a letter. And this might happen virtual, by the way, nowadays. If you're working from home, you're you're called in for a virtual meeting and you're emailed a document uh, during that meeting. And that'll be a termination letter, uh, John. And the termination letter will say a few things, the most important of which, of course, being that your employment is coming to an end typically effective immediately. So that's the first point here, John, which is in most terminations, not all, but in most terminations, that day that you're being notified is going to be your last day. There could be cases where you're provided notice of your termination, so your employment might be coming to an end in a week's time, maybe a month's time even. Uh, Some employers, this is very rare, some employers can give lengthy notice periods, uh, but most of the time you're let go and you're offered some sort of Uh, of severance, John, typically what that will look like is a lump sum payment. So they are offering you, and it might be a very big number on the face of it, John, it's going to be tens of thousands of dollars most likely, uh, right? And there's going to be a number there that that says we're offering you X amount, and typically they'll say something like which represents X number of weeks or X number uh, of months pay. Uh, you might be offered some benefits continuation beyond your last day of employment. Your employer has to continue your benefits coverage if you have a group benefits uh, plan, health, medical, dental, all of that stuff. And then you'll be asked to sign that uh, letter, uh, John. We'll save that for uh, for perhaps the next question, but that is typically how a severance offer is structured. And like you said, the next one as we roll on down the uh, you know logical trail of this uh, of this topic, Alex, is should someone that has been let go be concerned about that deadline, the severance offer? Every offer has one. They want to get you off the books, right? Yeah, that's right. When they're asking you to sign off uh, on a severance offer, John, pretty much the last line or maybe the last paragraph of that termination letter will say something along the lines of, uh, you know, please return this document to us by no later than, you know, Friday. Uh, and, uh, it might even say, John, that if you don't 
return back a signed copy of this letter by Friday, you know, we won't pay you your severance or we'll pay you some kind of minimal amount uh, of severance. So, you know, sometimes we see these employers trying to kind of hold this deadline over uh, an employee. Uh, I wouldn't be too concerned about that, John, if I was uh, an employee. I mean, you listen, you don't want to just ignore a deadline like that. You want to try and make sure you get some legal advice beforehand, that you decide what you want to do before that deadline kind of comes comes and goes. But, you know, here's the real answer to the question, uh, John. There is no... There are no legalities around these deadlines that ultimately matter. Your employer can't give you till Friday at 5 or Monday of next week at 5 to sign off on a severance offer. That isn't the way severance works. Your severance is not going to change come 5.01 that evening. Severance is going to be based on an employee's age, position, and years of service. It's going to be significant for certainly older employees and lengthier service employees. It could still be significant even for short-term uh, employees depending on their age and, and position but that legal analysis doesn't depend on a deadline so you know ultimately they're meaningless uh, john at law practically speaking i would say however you need to give them some consideration again you don't want to just ignore your employer if you've been let go actually the sooner you can get the matter resolved you know the better even for the employee so i i would act quickly i wouldn't ignore the deadline but it shouldn't you know you shouldn't feel pressed or uh, you know, encouraged to sign off on a severance offer just because that deadline is is looming. Not at all. And again, phone calls. We still got lots of time. Four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred. So, having heard that uh, entire explanation, why do employers even bother putting them online on the uh, severance? You know offer? what? It's a good question. It's a good question, <laughs> uh, John. Listen, they, they you know they do it for a couple of different reasons. One, you know, we were just alluding to, which is listen. Let's be honest. They want to put some pressure on the employee to sign. Uh, right? Typically, an employer will make a severance offer uh, that is less than an employee's full severance entitlements, and they have their fingers crossed, John, hoping that the employee just signs off on that offer, and maybe even if they feel a little bit of pressure because of an imposed deadline, they sign off without getting legal advice, uh, uh, right? That represents great value for the employer. The employer just got a great deal on severance if, if that's how the situation goes down. So that's the first reason why obviously they put a deadline on these kinds of offers. The second is, a, you know, another practical matter, which is, listen, they want to get these matters resolved and kind of get the employees uh, kind of salary and wages off the books as quickly as possible, right? So for the practical reason of just getting it done, they impose those those deadlines as, de as well. I want to be clear to all the employees listening uh, right now, Listen, this is obviously a nerve-wracking situation. You are sat down from a meeting. You're told that you no longer have a job here, right? Right there, John, of course, your blood pressure goes up, your heart rate goes up. That is a very difficult situation for many people to experience, for everyone or anyone to experience. You have to try and keep as cool ahead as possible. Do not slam the door behind you, right? Do not cause a scene, and certainly do not feel any pressure whatsoever to sign off on anything in the moment. You shouldn't be signing off on a severance package then and there. You need to speak with an employment lawyer to make sure that you are being offered what is fair and what is rightfully owed to you. I just said it. I'll say it again. 9.9 .9 out of 10 times, John, and that is not an exaggeration here. Employers will offer employees far less severance than what they are actually owed. You don't want to be one of those individuals, John, where you've signed off blindly on a severance uh, package, on a severance offer, and you realize a week later or two weeks later or two months later that you left tens of thousands of dollars on the table. Unfortunately, we see it.
John. We see it far too often. Don't be one of those individuals. Well, yeah, I mean, face it, that deadline, I mean, we talk about it and kind of, you know, snub our noses out of here as it means nothing, ignore it. But, you know, nine out of ten times or maybe whatever the statistic is, a lot of people will panic. And regardless of, hopefully they've heard the show, but they will sign. So it's 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 doing well financially for these companies who put those deadlines on there. So that's why they're doing it, right? Because a lot of people just go, oh, man, i got to get this done by Friday. It's already Tuesday. i got to wrap this up. I don't have time to call Alex, right? Yeah, listen, that's exactly it. And, you know, and it doesn't happen terribly often, John, but it happens. And even that one individual out of, you know, out of 20 or out of 50, even that one individual who signed without thinking, without having listened to our show, you know, without knowing that they left money on the table, just that one individual, imagine the difference that that additional compensation could make in their lives, could make for their families, that peace of mind of knowing that they have additional time to look for a job, that they could put some money in the bank, you know, and hopefully bounce back quickly. I mean, it could literally make or break a person's year or a person's entire career, potentially, if they've been with an employer for a long time. So, I mean, these are, you know, these are life-changing situations. Again, you don't want to make a mistake. And this is very basic advice, John, right? We're not asking you to move heaven and earth. Just don't sign on the spot. Make sure you get advice from a legal professional like you would in any other serious situation in your life. So, so generally, uh, an employee or soon-to-be ex-employee shouldn't feel bashful or feel you know hesitant to reach out to the employer and say, you know, I haven't had a chance to get legal advice. I need some more time. I'm going to take some more time, right? I mean, a, a, a well-seasoned yep. employer would have no problem with that. In fact, some would probably expect it, right? Yeah, absolutely, and and this is something that I recommend on a very regular basis, if not you know, if not daily. If you feel like you need some time to make a decision, like you need to, some time to, and I don't know, you know, some people want to speak to their accountant or speak to their financial planner. Certainly, again, you need to be getting legal advice before you decide whether to sign or, or not sign. Sometimes it takes a couple of days to schedule a call with uh, with a lawyer. You know, in that intervening period, you shouldn't feel pressured by a deadline. Just email your employer. And, you know, and be honest about it. You don't need to tell them you've spoken, you're speaking to a lawyer. You don't need to tell them exactly why you're asking for an extension. Just tell them it's been a hard week. I need some more time to get back to you here. John, I can't think of actually one example where a request for an extension like that, a request for more time has been denied. Uh, right. And again, I want to be clear. You, you don't necessarily need their consent for an extension. Again, these deadlines are not terribly meaningful. But just as a matter of professional courtesy, that's exactly it, right? Just so you can keep some goodwill and some good faith going between you and your employer. You know, if you're, uh, you know, if you're going to meet their deadlines, they'll be more willing to meet your deadlines if we're going to be presenting a counteroffer, which is generally speaking how these matters go. So, you know, just, you know, don't be shy. Ask for that extension. They'll give it to you. And then you can make whatever decision you need to make with that peace of mind. Now, if someone has kind of gone ahead a little bit and signed away the offer, is there any way to, to take it back, so to speak, get out of it? What do you think? Yeah, always a tough one, uh, John. Very, very difficult uh, situations. The law is very, very selective of uh, of an employee effectively reneging on an agreement because that's, that's effectively what this is. If an employee receives that offer, signs off and then gives it back to the employer that is a done deal that is a binding contract where there's been offer and acceptance uh, and you might have felt a little pressured you might have felt a little rushed unfortunately the law won't again undo that done deal in a situation like that uh, I'll give you the exception uh, John, so I, listen for most of those people who felt pressured to sign and signed I hate to say it but they might be out of luck except for situations where they are 
pressured very significantly uh, and effectively have signed the contract under duress. That is the language that the law uses. John, duress is a very high bar. So, you know, I've seen situations where an employer is literally standing over the employee at the <laughs> yeah, termination sorry. meeting saying, you have to sign this or you can't, or we can't end the meeting. And truthfully, I've, I've been in, uh, you know, I've spoken to those people, uh, John, that is very clearly and very obviously duress, right? That contract is not going to be binding when you have someone literally standing over you forcing you to sign. But if it's not, you know, that's the kind of situation that we're talking about here, uh, John. If you weren't in that situation and you just signed unknowingly, uh, right, or felt a little pressured again and signed anyway, I hate to say it, but you're likely out of luck and you're stuck. And that's why it's so important to not sign on the spot, John, and to make sure you get advice before you do anything with respect to a severance package or a termination of employment. I will give you one minute to answer this email from Cindy just popped in said, guys, my husband just lost his job after 18 years. He was offered 12 months, one year severance. Is that all he gets? Yeah, most likely not, uh, uh, Cindy. So with 18 years of service, I mean, I obviously don't know your husband's age or position with the company. And those are the three big factors that matter. An employee's age, length of service, and position within the company. I can tell you as an 18-year employee, right off the bat, uh, Cindy, 12 months of pay sounds short. As an 18-year employee, certainly if you're, you know, on the older side, if you're closer to retirement than you're closer to your, the beginning of your career, and if you are at all in a management level position, you're looking at, I would say, 18 months plus severance, if not 20 or 22 months. And so, yeah, 12 months is going to fall well short of what that employee severance entitlements are going to be. Cindy, have your husband give us a call. Happy to have a chat. Uh, off air. This is not complicated stuff. We should be able to figure it out very, very quickly and easily. Alrighty. Thank you, sir. We are done. Alex is done. Reach out now that we are done. Here's the number uh, anytime 1 855 821 5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And you can learn a lot more even before the phone call by simply going to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow, 6 30, with another edition of the Employment Law Show. Enjoy your night.